Hey, Starburns listeners, Ben Schwartz here, and I'm here to plug. Here I go. I am in a new movie with Noel Wells on Netflix. It is called Happy Anniversary. It is out right now. You All you have to do is basically go on your computer or whatever device you want. You just click on it, and there we are. It's, it's me. It's Noel Wells, and it's the story of a couple on their three-year anniversary. They wake up, and on that moment, Noel's character is done. She feels like she doesn't think she can take any more of the relationship. And throughout the course of the movie, which takes place in over the course of 24 hours, you flash back to all the good, the bad everything that encompasses this relationship to try to find out if these two actually will stay together or if they won't stay together. It's right now. It is a romantic comedy. Me and Noel Wells, written, directed by Jared Stern. Netflix, happy anniversary. Starburns, lots of words, ending with exclamation. When's it going to end? It just did. Another tag. And now it's done. It's the Starburns Industries Tape of the Month Club. 12 original cassette tapes delivered to your door. Each month, you'll receive a crisp new cassette tape of auditory delights made by some of the most funky and creative artists around. Featuring Dino Stamatopoulos, Natalie Palamides, Johnny Pemberton, Dan Harmon, future ladies of wrestling, Alan Resnick and Dina Kelberman, Dynasty Handbag, Jeff B. Davis, Rob Schraub, Lance Bangs, DJ Doug Pound, Cron, Open Mike Eagle, Ron Lynch, and on and on and on. Subscribe now. $13 gets you a crisp, unique tape in the mail each month. For $20, you receive a portable cassette player so you can listen to your tapes on the go. Here's how to order. For credit card customers, please call 747-888-0945. That's 747-888-0945. Or save COD charges and log onto the World Wide Web at d.rip forward slash sbi dash press. It's a good deal. You know what time it is, don't you? That's right, it's Drinky Fun Time, where we drink booze with some of the most interesting people at the coolest places around. So grab a drink, chill out, and enjoy the show. Oh, do I love that music. I'm Dan Dunn. Alongside my co-host, the lovely and talented Emma Patterson, and today we are at Hinterland, that's in Santa Monica, California, and we've got a great guest on the show today, actor Kevin Alejandro, going to be joining us momentarily. Uh, The drink of choice on today's show, Lambrusco, that's right, sparkling red wine from Italy. Uh, We're going to play a drinking game, we're going to have a little bit of booze news, and all of that is coming up. Right now. When it goes, ooh, 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 don't you feel bad? Hi, Emma. Oh, hello. Good to see you. I'm sounding older today. You, no, hmm. no, no, you're not at all. I think you sound young and vibrant, okay. just like you look. It's because it's so sunny out. It might be. Yeah, it is sunny. So we set the scene here. We're in uh, Hinterland, which is on Main Street in Santa Monica, California. It's beautiful. We're in a little atrium. Was it the atrium area right I here? I feel like I'm in a greenhouse. It is kind of like a greenhouse. We've got some. There's lots of foliage around That's us. That's ivy, dear. Or that, yeah. whatever that That's is. Ivy. Yeah, ivy. And what are these things? Tables. Tables and chairs. Tables and chairs. We like tables. I've and got chairs. some Lambrusco in front of me. But and who's at the tables and chairs? I know. I was going to say there's somebody else in front of us. Um, 
And this guy uh, is a, uh, he's an actor. Uh, he's appeared in all sorts of things. He was on Southland. Am I supposed to guess? No, I'm, I'm just saying it. I'm just okay. saying he's on Southland. He was on Arrow. He's on a little show on HBO that ran for, I don't know, ever. Uh, True Blood. <gasps> he currently stars wait, in the... Wait, wait, wait. Well, did he get naked? He All the time, yeah. Did he do the rude Even, all the that's time? That's why they got kicked him off the show. Oh. Alan Ball was like, dude, stop getting naked. It's not in the script. Um, he was on that show. And then he was on a show called Golden Boy, which I liked, and I don't know. I don't know what happened there. But now he's on the hit Fox series, Lucifer. Ooh. Ladies and gentlemen, can we please give it up for Mr. Kevin Alejandro? Yay! Hello, Kevin. Hello. Thank you for sitting at these tables and chairs. With Thank us. you guys for having me. People love it. Oh, please, everybody, please, <laughs> please stop. You've got to stop Okay, doing there we that. go. Um, Kevin, how are being, you, man? Oh, it's tough being me sometimes. The applause never stops. Cheers, cheers. Cheers to you. <laughs> cheers to you. Producer Bo cheers wants in on this action, too. Uh, Kev, how you doing, man? I'm excellent, man. Thank you for coming to the West Side. Hey, thanks for having us. Uh, this is this is like this is one of your haunts right here, Hinterland. You 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 come here. This is like your spot. This is my spot. It's uh you know, it's a family run business by a couple of my buddies. And uh, I'm one of the investors in it, and I call it home. Oh, so you have to come here. You know what that I, I means? Actually, yeah, that's what you know it what is. It's basically means? work. Guess who's buying the Lambrusco? <gasps> yeah, Cheers! let's get him back up again. There you go. By the way, this Lambrusco <laughs> we are drinking is Monte della Vigna, which is on the menu here at, uh, at uh, Hinterland. Hinterland. Yeah. Is it Hinterland or Hinterland? Hinterland. <laughs> Hinterland. You've got to get a bit phlegmy at the back, yeah. haven't you? Uh, <laughs> and they have a great wine list, right? It's it's wine and beer only here, right? Yes, it is. Wine and beer only. Great wine list. And they do carry some Lambrusco. We're going to be drinking this. We're going to be drinking another one. Do you know anything about Lambrusco, Kev? I know absolutely nothing about it. Good, good. Because you know So educate he, me, please. When he poured it, I was shocked it was red. Well, I was shocked that it had so many bubbles. It's a sparkling red wine. I, very refreshing. You know, rosé had its... Rosé's been the thing, right? For a mm-hmm. few years. Every, yeah. But I kind of feel like Lambrusco is going to be the next thing for brunch, summertime wine drinking. You're wrong, and here's why. Uh, thank you. No one wants red wine teeth at brunch time. Oh, she's got a point. That's a good point. Um, what about at lun- uh, lunchtime? <laughs> well, like an hour later. Yeah. What if, all right, what about dinner time? Yes, Because you can't work. see the lights. Yeah, okay. <laughs> As I was saying, this is going to be the new sensation for dinner in the summer. Got it. And we're, I like it. <laughs> but people think? in England who don't, don't give a crap about white teeth. Uh, or summer. Yeah. Well, they, yeah, they don't have one there. Do they have summer in England? Uh, it's like an off mile. Summer ish. It's like it's a, a simmering it's summer. Like two weeks. Um, Warm. So, Kev, mm-hmm. what have you been up to, man? I've been up to a lot, man. I've been living in Vancouver for about four and a half years, off and on for about four to seven months at a time. And uh, killing it on Lucifer for the last, uh, boy, one of those two seasons. Wow. Yeah. And that's but we're what, back now. That's why you were in Vancouver. That's why I was in Vancouver up shooting up there. Yeah. Can we just, first of all, talk about then the commitment and the, and the, the amount of journeys you've made to and forth? Because we're in your, your local drinking place right yep. now. So you basically drive back all the time. From Canada, I fly back. You a fly lot. back. Yeah. Okay. For the, over the last last few months, I was flying flying back every week, once a week. So you mean you'd wrap on Friday, get on a plane, come home? Yes, ish. Um, no, when I when I was when I, when I was working, I wasn't. I, I was out of sight, out of mind. 
when I'm out there, I shut off. I don't come back home much at all. I like to just sort of see what that world has to offer. Um, but when the show was over, I um, started coming back here. I got accepted into a director's program for Warner Brothers so uh, to, to, you know, to groom me to direct an episode of our show, Lucifer, this season. season Get out of here. That's exciting. Yeah. We're season three. with a, a future Warner Brothers director. Yeah. Yeah, yeah probably the most promising future thing can, for can you. Can you say, talking about promises, can you promise to come back to our show when you're... When you do the Academy Yes, Award but I can't you. promise that I'll ever be allowed to direct another one after that. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is, that is that something... <laughs> Good point. Is that something... Obviously, it's a choice that you made, but is that... Is that the sort of thing where you could see someday going, uh, your energy is going to be directed more at directing than acting? You know what? <clears throat> That's a good question. I love it. I've never found anything that I liked as much as I do acting. And I love it. It's like my first love. Found directing. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty close. I inevitably just want to create my own company. You know, my own company of friends and, and players who do our own shit. Yeah, I have a basically. question as a non-actor, actress. Is, does it make you a better actor now that you're learning to direct? I think it is, actually. It's, lear- it's teaching me a lot of how to break down a script differently, like more technically than it does, you know, emotionally. And would you take, uh, what's the line when they, they direct? Would you take criticism? Well, let's not call it criticism, but... Uh, direction. Direction, exactly. <laughs> Where'd they get that name? I can't imagine. What's do you, that word? Do you take it's like, direction? What does the director do? Direct. It's like Bloody <laughs> hell. Yes, top me up. I need another drink. Give her t- more Lambrusco, please. Yeah, no. Uh. <laughs> but is that true? Do you feel like you take direction better now that you've seen it from the other side? Uh, no, I've always been really good at taking direction. Do you, have you worked with actors? <laughs> have you worked with this actors guy. that aren't, though? Have you ever been with an actor where you're like, dude, asshole? You don't have to tell us who it is, but everyone's like, shut, stop being so difficult. Uh, yeah, you know what? Yes, I have. I have. And one of, the thing, one of the cool things about this course is that they're actually prepping us for that. So they put us through different scenarios. You know, we're all breaking down an episode of Lethal Weapon, of an episode that's already been shot by this one particular director, and she's teaching the class. And so they put us against, they, they cast real people, real actors, to come in and play these parts for us in the scene and have them, you know, all different kinds of scenarios. Be a bad actor be uh, an actor who does not want to listen to the director and how do you, they're prepping us for those scenarios. I've never been as extreme as what they're putting us up, putting us up against, but uh, it's, it's difficult. Like the other day I was putting together a scene and uh, the girl was like, oh, this is, all, this is all fantastic, but I hate to be shot from the right side. You have to. Hang you on, have did to, she you have, have the stature to give a direction? Like, uh, she's pretending that she did. She's in the class. She's yeah. pretending oh, that but she I did. Mean, oh, I'm sorry. Keep you know. Listen, Emma, listen. It's an acting yeah. exercise. It's a, it's a directing exercise. Um, so, yeah, you know, it's just like coming up with those things on the spot. And it's actually kind of intimidating. On my show, no one's like that. Nobody's so, like you, yeah. you get along with everybody on the show. Everyone's, yeah, everyone's amazing. I mean, it seems like you, you and I have talked in the, uh, in the past before, so other shows you've done, I mean, you, it seems like you've always had a pretty good rap with your, with your you know, True Blood. It seems like you were a friend with everybody on that show. And, yeah, dude. Uh, uh, Southland, right? I mm-hmm. mean, how many years did that go? Southland went for, I think, five seasons. I was only on it for the first two or three. I okay. can't remember. Yeah. Um, that, was, that was right around the time where we were on one network and that network dropped us and didn't know what was going on with the show because they said it was too edgy for it. 
uh, and then TNT picked us up. But there was there was such a sm- uh, a, a window of waiting, you know. And I just had a baby, or my wife had just had a baby. <laughs> we had a family, and I didn't know what to do. Um, so I called Alan Ball and was like, "Hey, I've just been uh, offered this uh, opportunity to be on a show, True Blood. Um, yeah. What would you do in my situation? You know, what's going on with our show? Obviously, I love what we're doing, but is there any word that we're coming back and?" He couldn't. He he had no answers, and he was like, "Look, if I were you, and it was the family, I would. Uh, if you wanted to, I would let you. I'd let you out of your contract, and you know, just give us X amount of episodes to make that happen, and you can care for it. And 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 and, uh, and, and he did, and everything ended amicably, and you know, and uh, that's really cool. And everything happened for a reason, right? Because yeah. True Blood ended up lasting for a long time and had yeah. a really great following. It still does. People still love that show. Yeah. Um, and it you know turned into. You Can know, you believe how long it ran, given the concept of it? Because you went in in 2010, did you go in? Yeah. And I, th- I read it on the way here. You went to 2012, but it certainly kept going after that too. And when you went in, did you think, oh, God, I hope this thing doesn't end, like, you know, at the end of this season? I hope it doesn't. <laughs> or, or you know, did you I, you know what? I go know? into every job going, God, I hope this thing doesn't end <laughs> yeah. after this season. Well, <laughs> let me do this. First of all, let's back up a little bit. You, you're from Texas. I'm from Texas, from West well, Texas. West Texas. Where in West Texas? Snyder, Texas. It's uh, right between Lubbock and Abilene. Okay. So it's like between where the fuck am I and why the fuck am I here? It's right in the okay. middle. Yeah, I know, I know, Snyder. I know, it's I know where that is. Snyder, that Texas. Is. So Snyder. You, you come out here from yep. Texas mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with a hankering to be an actor. So yep. I had to do it. Yeah. Uh, so you, you, <laughs> you have well. designs on becoming an actor. You get out here. How long from the time you get here until you get the proverbial big break or first break, really? Oh, man. I want to say, you know, I mean, everyone has an, a different idea of what a break is. My first job happened, it happened about a year after I got out here. And I did this movie, um, and I thought that was my big break. I was to star opposite of, of uh, Brian Austin Green. Oh, from, huge <laughs> to, star. Yeah, play, to play his brother. And... Um, and I got it, and we did this movie, and it was like total indie, and I was like, yes, I can just see it. I'm going to be on the billboards. It's going to be, this is it. I've made it. And it didn't do anything. And what, then was, what was it called? It know? was called Purgatory Flats. Look it up. I'm, <laughs> I'm not on the poster. <laughs> uh, and I died, like, right in the middle of it. In a world <laughs> where purgatory, is it that movie? Purgatory Flats. Purgatory Flats. Yes. Where nobody has a chest. There we go. <laughs> yeah, that's Sorry, the one. That, that was the one. Okay, that's yeah. The okay. One. So you did Purgatory Flats with Brian Austin Green. Yep. Was not the break that you thought it, it was going to be. It wasn't the break I wasn't. Okay, yeah. so then what happens? So then uh, I did heating and air conditioning for three and a half years. Heating and air conditioning. Yes. And, and that as, is as, not a series. That's not a series. And that is not. That's an actual that is, profession. That's yes. an actual profession. Yeah. And I did heating, heating and air conditioning, and then I, I owned a little IRI. I worked for a mobile car detailing business. I've had an idea. Okay. Your first job as a director needs to be directing the TV series Heating, heating and, and Air, air conditioning. conditioning. Heating and Air Conditioning. There, there we go. go. I'm in. You <laughs> write on. it, and I'll do it. <laughs> I got that. I'm going to bang it out for you. Okay. Um, okay, so you do that. So I do that, and uh, were you I, getting? Was there ever a point where you thought maybe I need to go back to Texas? Never. never. That's okay. never. It's never been an option. All right. Um, I always knew that I'd be doing what I'm doing right now. Okay. Um, or I would, I would just die trying. Yeah. Because I love it that much, you know. Yeah. And it's the only thing that I think I'm good at. Um, so you know, I just did it. 
And, uh, you know, I, just, I had heating and air conditioning. I did mobile car detailing, and <laughs> still, I, I served ice still cream. Still a series in my head when you say it. <laughs> I served ice cream in, in, uh, in Venice for a little bit at a place called Massimo's, and that was my last job. It was my last job job. This is four, four years. Uh, yeah, four years after I moved out, I think. Okay. Um, after Purgatory Flats. Do you miss serving ice cream? Not at all. <laughs> Not I at know, all. I, I kind of like wish you were still nice doing it because I could really go for some ice cream. Right exactly. Yeah. You know what? That would be nice. I, I just isn't it? visited that place down the street, Kibbies. Yeah. It's pretty damn good. It's ice cream? Yeah. To, to me back, it's like a paleo ice cream. It's healthy. Look at me. Healthy ice cream, yeah. <laughs> it's like a paleo ice cream? <laughs> so no, it is. It is. It is. Okay. Did, you, did you quit the ice cream job? Did you get fired? Uh, no, I ended up quitting. You did? Yeah. And you know what? That was the perfect, that was the perfect job ever. Because the, the, the people who owned it uh, had faith in me. And they trusted that I was doing... They just, they just, they just knew that, I, that that's what I, that was my passion and they supported it. You know? And to the very end, where it was like, I think my first gig, it was um, a soap opera that I did. And I think I did 20-something episodes of it. And, and it was like, they said, it's okay. You get you get, you gotta quit now. You gotta quit. <laughs> so yeah. I was like, okay, That's but no, but awesome. they take care of me. They, you know, when I when I needed something, you know, they actually gave me the money to buy my wife's engagement ring, which I bought from a local artist down here on Main Street. And you still um, owe them the money. Back. And I still owe them money. <laughs> no, no, they just you know they just would just take it out of my paycheck. Wow. You know, and that's you. You know, you need that. I think every yeah. you hear most people have that. There's always that some most people that make it in this business. Yeah. There's always that someone or some ones who, you know, you 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 don't have a lot to lean on out here. I mean, you know, no family here. I mean, right. you, you had, you had your wife, you. but you know, uh, yeah. but and that I think that stays with you for the rest of your life. That yeah. these people, the, despite all evidence that you know, <laughs> I might never do this because, and I don't mean you personally. I'm saying yeah, the, the overwhelming majority of people that are out here to do what you're doing are never going to do what you're doing. Right. They can try, they're gonna, but they don't get there. They're not on a network series. And, I get it. And you did it. I did yeah. it. And the ice cream folks believed I it. I did it. What, what were their names? Did you, did let, Joanne and Lisa and Massimo. The, the, oh, the, let's, let's, raise, let's yeah. and, and we're drinking Lambrusco, so Lambrusco. Lambrusco to them for believing Lambrusco. in Kevin. So you do the soap opera, now you're getting out. And then what's your first big series? My, <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Have a good Lambrusco. Joke. Get it off your Lambrusco. chest. Go straight yeah. to the throat. Yes. I like a nice throaty it's dry, Lambrusco. Isn't it? Can we talk about it after this as well? Let's, let's, oh, gosh. We had a yes. I just, just snorted yeah, you wine did. It's going to come nose. dripping out of your nose. That was great. Uh, <laughs> occupational hazard. Um, that's why I have a, a tarp on my, He's a good my problem. computer here. Um, okay, so you uh, now, what's your first series? Uh, the first series. I think, okay, so you, let's go back to the to the first big break. All right, so the big first break. for the first big break, I think we've been a show called um, Ugly Betty. <gasps> oh yeah. yeah, a show called. Oh, you know, listen to this one. Yeah. It was Betty. a little known, unknown. A little show. Have you guys heard of it? Yes. <laughs> I think yes, Posh that Spice was my was big break. And you played Ugly Betty. And I played Betty La Fea. Yeah. What did you play? The boyfriend. That's, I I played uh, I played uh, Ugly Betty's sister's uh, boyfriend, ex ex husband. And uh, yeah, okay. Um, well, no, I was just her baby daddy, and okay. like the, the little boy was my son. I come back and I try to be like you know oh, that sort of influence right. in his yes, in yes, his yes. life. Um, 
you know, and he was faced with, you know, the challenges of, of, you know, judgment on people because he wasn't as masculine as boys should be and, you know, to the, to, you know, all of that kind of stuff. So I, you know, sort of served that like masculine figure in his life for a little bit before they shot me. That was a they really... shot you? Is that how you died? <laughs> Wait, That's what? how I died. You got shot? Well, yeah. I'll teach you. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's the, what's the... Okay, so you have died in several... Uh, so you, 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 what's the worst way you were killed in a movie or uh, TV? Okay. Not the worst. I've or the most a... unusual. Well, it had to be True Blood, I um, guess, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, how did, how did they get you in True Blood? Yeah, so um, Nelson yeah. Ellis, play, uh, my lover, uh, Lafayette, was possessed by this other entity, and she possessed his body and tied me to uh, a chair that was in the shape of a hand and uh, stabbed me. You died in a and huge hand. And then decapitated me, and then sewed my mouth and eyes closed, and then buried the head. Wait, so that's, that's pretty... That's that's not an easy Didn't one to Didn't Phil Spector <laughs> kill someone that way, though? I thought <laughs> Phil Spector killed someone that way. No? <laughs> killed a lot of people. Phil Were Spector you up for any awards Allegedly. for that? I mean, that must have been a tricky, tricky <laughs> one to pull off. Is my head <laughs> off now? Is it still it's, it's, off? Yes. And then your head came back, right? You and were, then my head came back. You came back in some episodes. Yeah. That, exactly. Do you get full scale, though? Like, do you still get your full rate if it's just you your head damn in the right episode? You do. Yeah, you do? Yeah. Does the agent have to negotiate that? Because they're, they're <laughs> like, you know, his torso is not in the scene. Exactly. Well, I mean, that's their argument. Well, yeah. you know, we should give him a quarter of what he's worth because... And by the way, that's his head. something we don't talk about very often. Is, so you came from West Texas. Mm-hmm. I don't know what your financial background is, but I know West Texas, right? So yep. how's, that must be a head trip when you finally get out here and you're struggling, you're doing all these jobs, and then one day you start getting these things and going, wait, you're going to pay me how much? What? Huh? Yeah. That's got to be really rewarding. And it, it is, man. And, and, and strange and... Uh, um, and dangerous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Do you ever have a moment of feeling like you don't deserve it? Like, why, why do we get this much? Why do we go from zero to 100 so yeah, quickly? Yeah, sometimes I, I do. I, I go through that a lot. Actually, not a lot recently, but I have throughout the past, you know. And that's kind of one of the, the things we all have to learn uh, with success is, like, realizing that you have worked your ass off or that you do deserve it. That's, you know, that's, that's a big, like, life-changing thing is realizing that, you, that you're worth what you get. Yeah. You know, and it, 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 was, it was a challenge for exactly that reason of coming from not much and getting it, you know, and then not knowing what to do with it and then looking back at the life that I had and, and the people and family and friends who are still surrounded in that world and me going, kind of feeling selfish of, like, Shoot, uh, I got it, and they don't. And they, like, and they don't. Have it. And they don't have it. So I mean, I mean, that's so natural. It's got to be to feel a sense of guilt, but also, you know, then you don't know how long you're. It's going to be till your next gig. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so you've got we, to balance it all out. We can relate. I mean, the lucrative world of podcasting, <laughs> as you can imagine. Everybody back in England is jealous of, of Emma, we, and everybody back in Philadelphia hates me. We are I'm sure. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure. As I'll be going to serve oh, ice cream. Oh, wait, we're him. getting more Lambrusco, by the way. Well, just keep is this posted. a different one? What are we doing here? Mm-hmm. This is the Eclito Charlet. Okay. Uh, and that is a another Lambrusco. By the way, should we have a moment of reflection on we, the Lambrusco? Should we talk about where 
Lambrusco it mainly comes from a place called Emilio Romano. Can I just warn yeah. Kevin in advance? He needs to get his pen and paper out and start making notes now. Producer Bo is holding up a note. What does it say? Commercial Kevin's break. Kevin's sweating excessively? Dude, oh. I, do, I do that. Oh, yeah, I no, do that. He is. What Weird. is he saying? Can we get a fan no, no, on Kevin? That's exactly what Kevin's sweating. Oh, Kevin's sweating. He's saying I'm going to have to edit all of this out because there's going to be a commercial while we're speaking right now. So I think <laughs> if I'm reading what he actually wrote down in front of me is producer Bo is saying, we should take a commercial. I kind of feel like this is his way of going, oh, Jesus Christ, you're not going to start pouring us with uh, details about Lambrusco. It's okay. I get it. <laughs> Maybe you're not as interested in these things as I am. But by the way, producer Bo, this show's called Drinky Fun Time. So yes, we're having fun, but there needs to be drinky. Drinky. There needs to be education. Serious drinky stuff. All right, come on. Let's pay for the drinks. All right, let's, let's take a break. Talk. We'll be right back with uh, Kevin Alejandro. Hi guys, it's Emma from Drinky Fun Time and there's something I really need to share with you guys. Finding the right hair colour is the absolute bane of my existence. Now, not only are hair salons horribly expensive, I've wasted way too much time in there flicking through some tattered three-month-old celebrity magazine. I've even tried drugstore box hair dyes. The shades are so unpredictable. I don't know what I'm going to get. I've wasted so much money and I often end up with colours that just don't suit my skin tone. They don't match my brow colour. But thankfully, I have found a solution. E-Salon offers professional-grade, completely personalised hair colour created just for you, and it's delivered right to your door. You go online at eSalon, you just fill out a questionnaire, upload your photo, and your personal colorist will formulate your individually blended color from over 15,000 pigments. So basically, you have a salon quality personal touch right at your fingertips, and you've not even left home. Your unique eSalon color then gets shipped quickly and delivered to your door with your name on the bottle and instructions on how to get your hair the way you want it. And if you have any questions, the hair experts at eSalon are just a or an email away they get back to you really quickly honestly it could not be easier and if you want something a little bit different next time just ask eSalon understands you want it just right so don't ever let your color fade they'll even cover pesky grades trust me i know i've got loads of them plus there's a hundred percent satisfaction guarantee so if you're not totally happy with your color eSalon will give you either a free reformulation or a complete refund. It really is bloody brilliant. Get 50% off your first box at eSalon.com slash drinky. That's D-R-I-N-K-Y now. That's just $10 for your personalized hair color. eSalon.com slash drinky. Like I was saying, <laughs> like well, I was saying, Lambrusco's winemaking lineage, Kevin. I, if you want to take notes, you can. Okay. Dates back to the Etruscans. Oh, and the young Frizzante, Frizzante, mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. Italian word, uh, red wine that it yields has remained popular in parts of the old world since the heyday of the Roman Empire. And as Emma, you know, who was the biggest guy in the Roman Empire? Says what? Russell Crowe. <laughs> um, yes. So uh, their, their history in the New World, though, 
is far different. Okay, okay. Uh, I don't. I think most people's first introduction to Lambrusco in the United States was in the 1970s with a cloyingly sweet, sparkling wine. Who, was called what, Kev? Do you know? I, uh, I, I don't know. A cloyingly what? Cloyingly <laughs> sweet red wine called Reuniti. Oh, that's, that, oh, that's we, what it yeah, was. Of course he was going to get that. Reuniti on ice. I, I should have been. So nice. That so was their commercial. Nice. Reuniti on ice. So nice. <laughs> and then it went away. And then in the last few years. I actually didn't know because I fell asleep. Lambrusco's yeah. come back as the number one dinner drink in <laughs> Santa Monica. Right yeah, now. as of today. By the way, your teeth are so red shush, right now, shush. Emma. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> letting you know. It's grit in me, and it's a constant battle. Very red. They're very red. Kev. Yes. Do you feel like playing? Not yet. Not yet. Let's talk about the drinks. Oh. It's not time for a game. And when he says, do you want to play a game, say no. <laughs> okay. You know what? <laughs> Wrong answer. But now this next one we're drinking is much lighter than the first one. Yeah, right? it's actually for this those This color at looks home. like... What does it look like? Iced tea, maybe? No, it's no. It's like a cranberry. Pink lemonade? It's cranberry Ish. looking, yeah, yeah. It's like, it looks like a very light pink. It looks like a UTI. No. It does oh, look boy. like, yeah. <laughs> I've thrown oh. up this color before. I've definitely thrown up this color. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> what are you talking about? I get sick in the morning sometimes. Oh, stop. Mm. Oh, that's good. Cleto Charlie. I'm not, I, know mm. I'm, I know I'm screwing up the pronunciation, but it's C-L-E-T-O- Charlie. Clito. C-H-I-A-R-L-I. Clito. I think it's named after the kid from the bit. Charlie bit my finger. Charlie. Charlie. That's what they named it after. Kevin, have you ever been in a viral video before? No, I have not. Not yet. Would you like to be? Keep drinking that Lambrusco. It's going to be cool. see where this thing goes. Air conditioning. What's the new show called? Heating and air conditioning. Heating and air conditioning. In a world where cold temperatures are hard to come by, <laughs> he's the guy that can solve your problem. Kevin Alejandro is heating and air conditioning. Chico Johnson <laughs> in heating and air conditioning. Thank you. Thank you. There you go. I like the show. Peace. <laughs> Can I tell you something? Reddened. Can I share something with you? Please do. So I have a dog, and I was thinking about this on my way over here because I walked my dog, and I. So when my dog uh, poops, you have to pick it up. Oh no! You have to no, pick no, it up no, in a no, bag. No, no. no I'm yeah. saying, this was in the contract. So I, it's something. No, that I, who, no, no. I want. No, I, I want to get Kevin's opinion on this. So when I pick the poop up in the bag, and, and I have uh, like dark green bags, yeah. So you can't really make out the poop. It's not like they're clear. So I have the bag, but as soon as I have the bag in my hand. I start to get panicky because I, I'm like, I need to find a trash can because people know I, I feel like carrying. people are judging me. Like, <laughs> look at that guy carrying shit. It's yeah. not like I did shit and everybody, like, it's not like it's my own shit, but yet I get so <laughs> self-conscious that like people are looking at me going, ah, look at him. What is that? I, you know what? I get the same feeling. That's really? why I just don't pick it up. I just throw why? it. I just, Leave it there. I just why? scoot it off to the See? side. Why? I'm, my brain is going, why? Of all the guests, it's are you asking him about this? Because I know he could relate. And I have a dog. And he's a so? dog. Yeah. Who poops. But do you really feel self-conscious? Because I, I do. I actually do. I do. Like, I'm I like, actually, I have shit in my hand right before now. Before I had a dog, I was like, 
I was that person yeah. who looked at someone going, look at them carrying a bag of shit. Yeah. <laughs> but then the flip side of it is what I said to you, I mentioned the clear plastic bags. Sometimes I think I should just get clear bags to gross people out then. Because oh. if, you're, if you're just walking with a clear bag of shit no, and people are driving to work right. and they got their coffee, like if you see the what shit. What you should do is tie it into a knot and then, but tighten it with your teeth. Oh, with your teeth. That really grosses people <laughs> or, out. Or, or you're just standing on the street corner on the phone and you're like, your hands are full and you just put the sh- bag of shit in your mouth. Uh-huh. Like, hold on, yeah, hold on one yep. second. I got it. Tie my shoe. No, I got it. Yeah. All right. Well, it's good boys. that we covered this. Why did we go boys there? Yeah, it's boys. good that we covered it. <laughs> and I think that leads us uh, to, uh, what do you think we should do now? What do you think this is? Some kind of game? That's horrible. <laughs> oh, yes, announcer guy. It's a drinking game. Oh, We're going to okay. play a drinking game with Kev. Can I play? I have, I'm going to admit one, that I haven't. Number one, I'm terrible at games. No, 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 this game awful. you're going to be good at because I haven't prepared for it. I'm going to be making it up as we go. Okay. The game is called... And Emma, you can play too. Can I? Okay. It's called. See how she perked up. Like she gets. A, she's like, oh, I don't get to play. Uh, the game is called. What's more annoying? Oh. I'm going to present two scenario, two things, and you tell me what's more annoying, and I hope you get it right. So where does where does the game come in? Oh, this is the game. Okay. And the clue is. So you have the answer. As tempting as it might feel, Dan Dan is not. Questioning the answer. me is the wrong answer. <laughs> Drink. Okay. I drink. Drink. That's the, there's how the game works. All right, here, that's a proper drinking game. All right, here we go. Kev, I'm going to present this one to you. Emma, you're next. Kevin, you pull up to a stoplight, and there's a car in front of you, and they don't have a turn signal on. And then the light turns green. They pull out, and you suddenly realize, too late, you're stuck behind them. They're making a left-hand turn that they did not signal for. That's first scenario. Next scenario is you're, you got to merge. You gotta get, you're getting off the 101. You're getting off the 405 to get on the 101. You got to merge. You're in the left lane. There's a right lane. And there's at least a quarter mile left for the person in front of you to merge. And yet they decide they're just going to stop that person. They're going to stop and they're going to put their turn signal on and they're going to sit blocking this lane until someone lets them in. What's more annoying? Uh, I got to say the 405 merging onto the 101. Is that your final answer? That's my final answer. You're right. Congrats. Congratulations. That's my question about the game. I should drink. I should drink because I questioned you. I would. Can I just say, if you'd asked me that, I'd say the guy not putting his turn signal on because that happens more often, and that's why it's annoying. You're like, I should have known. Is that your final answer? I am. But no, it's not because it'll be wrong because you'd already decided (laughs) what the right answer was. (laughs) (laughs) Emma, here's your question. You're driving to work in the morning. You're sitting at the traffic light. You have your cup of coffee. You look over, and there's a guy holding a bag of dog shit. (laughs) And it's in a dark bag, so you can't see the shit. Okay? Or, second scenario, you look over, (laughs) you look over, and it's Kevin. His dog takes a shit, and he walks away. Leaves the shit there. What's more annoying? Kevin. Kevin's the most (laughs) annoying situation in that. Yeah. yeah. That was the right answer. That's that the right was one. the right answer. Wow. Yep, that's the one. The, the other scenario with the guy holding the bag of poop, I just feel bad for the guy. He's trapped in his own poop mobile. I mean, he's <laughs> holding the shit in his car. <laughs> and this is the moment things officially went downhill. Uh, okay. Speaking of, I got I to gotta say it. Okay. My wife is that woman who, who uh, forgets what she has in her car. 
Really? And all of a sudden, we're driving around. We're like, what the fuck is that smell? What is <laughs> it's that It's the dog. Smell? And she forgot that she took the dog out. Oh, God. Put, and didn't have anywhere to throw the bag of shit. So, so she threw it in her dog. trunk. She put it in her trunk, and she was like, I'm going to remember <laughs> to take this home, to take this out when I get home. Uh, and it was like a good, a good oh week, I think, before By the way, we I have realized such a what twisted, was going on. My brain is so twisted. When you said that, I thought it would be Sorry, funny if you would have said, she took the dog out and forgot and left the dog in the car for two weeks. <laughs> oh. oh. What's more what annoying? What does that smell? Which one's more annoying? <laughs> I know people who've taken their dog out for a walk with their friend and come back without the dog. <laughs> and, that's, and that person is my sister's husband, that. and that's happened more than once. <laughs> She'd be yeah. like, Jeff, where's the dog? Oh, He's picking his teeth with a toothpick. Oh. Dog. <laughs> Dog's out in the park still. Let's <laughs> <laughs> come home without the dog. <laughs> Who does that? Jeff, mm. what's more annoying? Crying baby on an airplane or crying baby in a fancy restaurant? Crying baby in an airplane. Is that your final answer? That's my final answer. <laughs> Sorry. Who is deciding this? We, Stop we laughing, producer Bob. I need to know. Are you deciding this, or is it this from some kind of survey? In a world where Dan decides. <laughs> where do we go? Okay, Emma, here's your question, which I'm making oh, up, which I'm making up on the spot. It continues. Um, what's more annoying? Accents from Manchester or accents from Liverpool? I would say from Liverpool. Is that your final answer? Absolutely. <laughs> they love you here. I'm telling you, they love you. you keep, she can do no wrong. Uh, you are right. An accent from Liverpool is really annoying. Can you do one? Oh, God. I probably can. Can you ask me next show? I'll practice. Okay, next show. Kev, you won't be here for it, but we'll, we'll send it to you. Please do. Final question. Kevin Alejandro. Final question. What's more annoying? You really are making this up on the spot. No, I really am. Yeah. Uh, what's more annoying? Your internet service goes down, and you have an important uh, thing you need to research for a show you're directing, and your internet service goes down. Or you're on a yacht in the middle of the ocean, and you hit an iceberg. Oh. A yacht hits a iceberg. Internet. <laughs> Going down is, is way is more annoying. Is it the internet? Yeah. And guess what? You're right. <sighs> Fucking internet, man. Should, by the way, should I tell you my Frontier uh, cable story? No. <laughs> All right. I'll save it for the next show. Um, uh, do you know anyone who's ever come close to hitting an iceberg with a yacht? Uh, well, I think there was this one ship. No, that's a ship. Oh. Were the, wasn't it a yacht, the Titanic? It was like a glorified yacht? Yeah, that's what, I, that's what it you was. You can call it a yacht. That's what it was. You could. It was Who's around to tell you any different right now? <laughs> you know? Well, I could go into that. But really? All right, let me tell you something about the Titanic. It is interesting, besides everything else about it that's interesting, is there's a store in London called Berry Brothers and Rudd. It's a very famous old merchant, wine spirits merchant, has been around for 400 years, mm -hmm. okay? And it's on a very... Uh, fan, posh Street in London. It's like the Posh Street. Begins with an S, maybe? Fell, uh, right? So, yeah, that place, I think. Uh, anyway, it's in London. It's very posh store. But you go in there, and they have a framed telegraph on the wall in, uh, in the store, okay? Do you mean that, a, a framed telegram? To, what did I say? 
Telegraph. Telegraph. That's a newspaper. <clears throat> Sorry, it's the Lambrusco. I have it right in front of me. It's dated. <laughs> Telegraph. What's this the paper? This is what it's like working with someone who's old. <laughs> it's dated April sixteenth, April sixteenth, nineteen twelve, and it says, "Dear sirs," because there's no women working there back then, right? right. They're not going to acknowledge that. It says the the subject line in in quotation marks is Titanic, and this is from the White Star Shipping Company, and it says, "In referring to your shipment by this steamer." It is with great regret we have to inform you that the Titanic foundered at 2.20 a.m. 15th instant after colliding with an iceberg and is a total loss. Details of shipment are shown at foot. Oh. <laughs> Yours faithfully for the White Star Line. Now, that might go down as one of the most callous uh, missives ever said. I regret to inform you. All is lost. I think and it's quite conscientious, actually. Your delivery will not be making it. And neither will 1,400 people yeah, uh, <laughs> that were in steerage. Yeah. Uh, and neither was anybody who was making less than $1,000 a year that was on that ship. Um, yeah. Anyway, that's there. I want to go check it out. I don't know what kind of Lambrusco they're selling in that store, but uh, in sticking with the theme, I thought I'd bring it back up. So, Kev, what else you got for us? Uh, man, that's it. Just look out for, uh, look out for, I, I'm directing episode 22 of season three in Lucifer. Can we talk about so. Lucifer for a oh, second? Because yeah. yeah. I accidentally yeah. cut you off earlier and I didn't mean to. You were about to explain and I was like, what's the commute like? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that. Um, yes, yeah, so you're working with this, this show that's been running for how long when you joined? Oh, I'm, I'm there from the, begin- from the very beginning. Okay. Um, yeah, I- they had somebody in there, uh, in the pilot, they played the, the character, and then douche. it didn't work out. Detective yep. Douche. Detective well, Douche. he's still Detective Douche. No, I know. I'm still Detective Douche. Douche. Oh, it's a kind of, yeah. I replaced the original Detective Douche. So they reshot my, st- my stuff during one of the days of the first, ep- uh, the, the first like, couple of weeks of, of shooting the show. But I've been there since, you know, since, since the, the beginning. beginning. Enjoying it? You are a thorn in Lucifer's side, apparently. What's that? You're a thorn Uh, in his side. Yeah. Is that kind of give you a bit of a kick? I I love being that guy. I'm hoping. I'm hoping that I that they inevitably turn Detective Douche into like the ultimate bad guy. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, have you played a real bad guy before? You know, not a real bad guy. I mean, I played a couple of bad guys. I mean. Because you're, you you're, very, you're very nice. Yeah. You're a nice person. You don't, I was uh, don't strike me a racist, uh, well, I mean, you hero, are, well, heroin addicted uh, I meant to say, pimp. we all you are racist. Pretty we bad. know that. But, uh, and and <laughs> no, you do heroin. I know that. Yeah, and I do that. Life, yeah. Yeah. And I am a pimp. So I can see where I was a pimp. I'm not, you were not anymore. At the ice cream shop. At the ice it was cream a front. Shop. That's what it was. That's what it is. That's it was a front for And Joanne and Lisa's, Lisa, my bosses were not my bosses. They were my... Ladies of the night. <laughs> Are you writing this down? Because this is all going into, <laughs> heating, no, and, into heating and air conditioning. We're this recording is, This is going to be our B plot for that. Can yes. we have cameos? There you go. Uh, can I? Yeah, cameos. I'll, we're in it. We're the stars. I'll have a Liverpoolian accent or a Texan accent. <laughs> I can't decide which. Maybe I'll have two rolls. Can I tell you something a bit embarrassing? In a world but I think where ice cream people want hookers. <laughs> I just wanted to reveal something about myself. Right. And I wish that this was a show where people could call in and say whether they are the same. Wait, what's the question? I'll call in. Uh, uh, okay, what are <laughs> douches? What are douches? Just tell, so me up, tell me Up until this year, I didn't know what a douche was. I just thought that douchebag was like calling someone a, just a 
silly word like a prat or they're just a well it, it is used that way but you're actually referring to but what he didn't an actual know what, douche what a real douche was so we were watching this <laughs> movie you might have heard of it sausage party <laughs> and uh, there's a character in it yes me and my nine year old son watched it who yes. is a is a douche and I'm like turn to produce man I'm like what What's, what is it? What is that? <laughs> so basically like, all you're saying is every know. time you look at me, you see a giant douche. douche? So you're a cleaning Tip. product. I'm a cleaning product. <laughs> I am. Oh, that's so nice. I mean, it's a that's cleaning product. That's the most product. gentle He's way so of putting it. Yeah. He's so Detective useful. Clean. Mr. Clean. <laughs> that's good. I love it. I yeah. don't think there's anything nasty about your name at all. No. <laughs> but but I, do, I do wish that someone from England would call in and tell me whether they're on, like, because I don't recall... Knowing what a douche was until... What do they call them in England? There must be a name. But I just don't know. I didn't know they existed. I didn't know that was a thing. In fact, between producer Burrow and a couple of female friends, they had to explain to me what you do with a douche. <laughs> You're listening to Drinky Fun Time, the show that answers the question, what if a drinking show went where drinking shows probably go? We don't need to wonder anymore. <laughs> we don't need to wonder anymore. Um, well, I, I think we've got, let's see, we've covered Kevin's career, douches, shitting, dog shit. Yeah. Uh, anything else uh, in That's a personal IG? Road show. rage scenarios. Road rage scenarios. Uh, I'd like to <laughs> There you go. I'd like to say thank you so much, Kevin. Honestly, it's always a bit intense when it's both me and Dan interviewing one person. I feel like, you know, you... You're kind of being pushed into a corner with Dan, and there's me trying to pull you out of the corner yeah. and no, save that's you. Kind of and I don't you. always manage it. <laughs> <laughs> it is dangerous here. It is dangerous. Uh, Kev, where do you, are you on any of the social medias? Do you want anybody to look at? You want to be left alone? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm on. I'm on. I'm all on all of them. On Facebook all. and Twitter and you post uh, any and anything. Any cool pictures? I, I will be. I, you know, I I take a break during. When I'm not working and stuff like that, you know, um, but I'm about to start working again. Do you enjoy it, the social media? I do. Sometimes it gets a little bit intense. You Does know? it keep you going if you're having like a, not that I suggest you have a down day, but you might be <laughs> like have a long day and then you, you look at your Instagram or your Twitter and you're like, oh, the fans, you know, yeah. they're out there. Yeah, I have my moments where, where it's good. And a lot of moments where I'm just like, I just, I just can't sometimes, you know. Yeah. But yeah, you know, like I, I, I love doing it when I have something cool and fun to, to talk about, you know. So. Of course, you're going to lose some uh, yeah. followers after this. So oh, sorry in advance. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to lose 20 of the 35 that I have. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we are on all that stuff, too. On, on It's called uh, Drinky Fun Time. In fact, right now at this very moment, I'm going to take a picture of Emma and Kevin. With and our Lambrusco. With their Lambrusco. And I'm going to post this picture on this social media. And here it is right there. Can, Emma, can you uh, smile a little bit brighter? There we go. <laughs> Look at you. There it is. All right, that picture's going up on the Facebook and the Instagram and the Twitter. Did he just say the Facebook? And you might be able you to spot old. a free and fly LinkedIn. In there. You and put it LinkedIn. on the Facebook? And the LinkedIn. Put it on LinkedIn. We're not trying to get a job. <laughs> and you can, uh, what else? Anything else, Producer Bo, we have not covered? Have <laughs> all the bases been touched today? All right. I'm going to try to play some music. I don't know if we got any, but... Um, Oh, here we go. Well, why don't we just go with our old boys from uh, the Velveteens? Velveteens. Stunts our way out. When it goes through, don't you feel better? When it sings la 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 la. Feral Audio.
Hello, I'm Kyle Ayers. I'm the host of Never Seen It, the podcast where comedians rewrite famous movies and TV shows they've never seen, and then we give them a read in studio. This is a clip I want to play for you guys from an episode where Langston Kerman rewrites Scarface. He's never seen it, but he wrote a script based on what he thinks he knows about it. And here's a clip. Give it a listen. All right. Scarface, the new frontier. Interior, happening discotheque. Remember when we call clubs discotheques? <laughs> LOL. The 70s were crazy. Night. The crowd bustles with young, hot Mexicans who are supposed to be Cuban and all are dressed in butterfly collared shirts and pants that look like Jinko jeans and pleated khakis had a really weird baby. <laughs> There's sex in the air and Poppy wants a whiff. <laughs> oh, my God. Scarface, 22 to 45. <laughs> like he's a television audience demographic? Devilishly handsome. Not even a little bit Italian looking, so get that out of your dumb brain. Walks through the crowd with the confidence of a man who's going on MTV Cribs with the Ying Yang Twins. Does he actually have a scar on his face? Fuck no. Why would he even why would you even ask that? That's not important. What's important is that he is not at all a problematic stereotype <laughs> and that he has come for his cocaine. <laughs> As he approaches the red rope of the VIP, pronounced V-A-P-E in Spanish, (laughs) he spots his dear friend, who is almost certainly going to become his enemy by the end of the film, Smooth Skin. Scarface yells out his signature line. (laughs) Ciao, Bella. It's me, Scarface. Oh, my 